Let me ask you to turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4, we are jumping ahead a little bit in our series in Philippians, but we will be backing up once again. And let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Beginning with verse 15. And you, Philippians, yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. And I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Lord, you have told us in your word that the, the feet of those who carry the gospel of peace, they're beautiful. That's our our global partners, and that's us. You love that. That's your way. And so, Lord, will you show us today what our part in this is? And we would ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Now, I had uh, some minor foot surgery. And I'm only allowed to be up for 10 minutes an hour. Before you say it, uh, I've got more than 10 minutes worth of material, so uh, I know that you'd have been okay with a a 10-minute sermon. But uh, uh, so please forgive me for sitting today, and hopefully within a, a couple of minutes you'll just forget that's the case. I don't want it to be a a distraction at all. Uh, if you're visiting with us today or you're watching us online and you are not normally a part of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church, uh, I want to tell you this is a, a unique Sunday. And yet I believe that what we do this Sunday and uh, when, as we focus on missions will give you just a a little bit of a glimpse at the heart of what St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church stands for. Uh, The very heart of St. Andrew's is to make disciples. So every ministry that we have, every single one of them, every class that we teach, every sermon that we preach, our worship, 
everything that we do here is in order to make disciples, to make followers of Christ and those who are growing as followers of Christ. That's who we are as a church. But there's another aspect of making disciples as we, we get that from the, the Great Commission, that that's, that's our goal as individuals and as a church. There is another aspect to that, and that is that we are to do that as we go and as we go into all the world. So some of us literally can do that. Some of you have done that. But for many of us, the way we fulfill that is with partners who are in other parts of the world. We just read in our passage about a partnership between uh, the Apostle Paul and the church in Philippi. Pastor Jason, a couple of weeks ago, uh, preached from Philippians 1, talked about that partnership and, uh, and applied it and, and talked about how that's parallel with what we do with our missionaries. We call them global partners. And so um, what, we, what we see in this is that, that it is our support of them that gives us a partnership. Now, if you are one who has invested in our faith mission giving, if you have given over this past year, uh, you have every right to know uh, how your investment did over the year. Typically, what we, uh, what we do is we have a, a gathering in the Great Hall right before this service, and we talk about uh, our missionaries, what they have done, and uh, all of the things that uh, uh, their, their ministries have accomplished through the year and so on. We can't do that this year. We couldn't bring in a bunch of missionaries uh, this year. And so our mission team and our media ministry have gotten creative as we have done some during this year uh, out of necessity. And so I wrote all of our global partners and asked them several questions and asked them to record a video of themselves and that has been put together in a, a video presentation that you can view tonight at 5 p.m. It's less than an hour long. Uh, we had to cut a lot of it, but we'll be showing parts of it in future mission moments and, and so on. But you will meet a lot of our uh, global partners, our missionaries, uh, those across the street, those across the country, and those across the world. And I believe uh, you, will, you will be encouraged uh, by that. Um, I came away from watching that video uh, more convinced than ever of what a great investment uh, we are making here at St. Andrews. We have got an amazing group of partners, and, and you will see them uh, maybe even in a, a new way tonight. I encourage you to watch that at 5 p.m. If you just can't do it, because that's when most of us will be doing it. If you just can't do it at 5, you can watch it at a later time. It will be available. You'll be sent a link, or you can go to our website, those of you online 
uh, can just go to our website and, and uh, see that as well and see how you can watch that. So how do we support all this? Having global partners, people in other parts of the world. Well, we do it through what we call faith mission giving. Uh, some churches call it faith promise giving. It's the same thing. So if you were ever in a church that talked about faith promise, it's, it's really the same thing. And if today I slip up and call it FMG, uh, we're, we're big on initials in our denomination. And if I call it that, uh, just plug in the words faith mission giving. And so today I want to answer some questions that, that I've been asked down through the years about faith mission giving. Uh, questions that I think will help explain just what that is and, and, and how it works and why that's an efficient way to fund the advancement of God's kingdom. So first of all, uh, and these questions are in your worship guide, uh, uh, what exactly is faith mission giving? Uh, let me read you a definition. Uh, faith mission giving is giving not based upon money people have. Rather, it is an encouragement to exercise faith in the Lord for the amount each person believes God would have them give month by month for the support of reaching the world. In 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7, it says, Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. So faith mission giving is a commitment to the Lord in which we promise to give an amount of money as the Lord provides over and above our regular giving to the global missions ministry of the church. Now another question is, well, how is that a better way than the church just giving out of the budget? Uh, why, don't, why don't we just budget an amount and be done with it and you know then then people don't choose how much or what to give or anything like that let me give you a little history in terms of uh the beginnings of faith mission giving for our church uh, mission to the world <clears throat> which is our denomination's uh, mission organization says this uh, that 10% of the churches in the Presbyterian Church in America provide 90% of the finances for missions. Did you get that? 10% provide 90% of uh, all funding for missions in our denomination. St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church is in that 10%. Thanks be to God for that. They also tell us, our denomination does, that of those, that 10% that, that fund the 90%, 90% of those churches are using faith promise giving, what we call faith mission giving. In fact, of those who are giving the most to global missions, almost all of them in our denomination use faith promise or faith mission giving. 
because of our commitment to global missions, uh, back in uh, 2009, we began faith mission giving. In 2008 and all the years before that, uh, missions was a budgeted line item. There's nothing wrong with that. Many churches, including this one, are very generous as using it as a budgeted item. So in that year, our budget was 103000 in 2008. In 2009, our giving, faith mission giving, was 136000 One year, jumping by, you figure out the percentage of that. Since starting faith mission giving, including this year, we have given over $2.4 million to global missions. Now, we want to give God all the glory for that. We're not patting ourselves on the back because that's money he gave us to give to advance his kingdom. So, um, in terms of uh, this last mission year, uh, almost every year the commitment went up from 2009. Remember last year, this time of year? That's when COVID hit. We had our, our focus, we had a great two weeks of focus. We had a number of missionaries in here. We passed out our faith mission giving cards on one Sunday, and the next Sunday we couldn't meet, and we didn't meet until the end of May, except in our live stream and our recorded um, worship services. So usually, during that time, we give out the cards, and people turn in the cards for uh, that whole month. So as you can imagine, the numbers of commitments were way low, as were the cards we received. Now, we didn't know what the year was going to look like or how long that would last or anything. So we didn't mention it. We didn't really talk about it. We just trusted that the Lord would bring in what he wanted us to give. And then uh, long about May, we gave people another opportunity if they wanted to uh, put, fill out a card and turn that in. Still, um, we had 202,000 over that uh, committed. Now, that's amazing in the year of COVID. But that was way down from what previous years were. But we completely understood that, and we still trusted the Lord and, and forged ahead with supporting our missionaries and their ministries. So far this year, remember 202,800 was committed. We have 200, we've been, uh, received 228,800 already. And there's still another month left in our mission year. That's amazing to me. And all glory and thanks goes to God, who is the provider. We give him the glory for prompting our members, uh, giving them hearts for uh, the sharing of the gospel, 
and, and our members following through with generous hearts. We also thank God that last year, 16% of all of our giving was outside the church. So another question pertaining to faith mission giving, is it the same as tithing or, or giving an offering? We would say, no, we don't see it that way. Uh, it's a, a different, a separate act of giving over and above our tithe. If, you, uh, if you're not tithing yet, we believe that's biblical, out of gratitude to God, giving the first 10% of what he has provided for us. And that's where you start. That, address that first before you consider faith mission, mission giving. Um, but faith mission giving typically uh, is over and above that, and that's what we ask it to be so that we can provide for the other ministries here. Some of you might be thinking, well, I'm, I'm giving all I can. Where does faith mission giving uh, money come from? Typically, from three general categories, three general categories. Uh, sources. It's all from God, but three ways people come up with uh, uh, that money. One would be what we might call unusual or unexpected provision from God. Uh, it may be a bonus, a gift, a rebate, a tax return. Uh, oh, here's one. COVID relief checks. We had people, when the first checks came through, people say, you know what, we, we weren't expecting that, we weren't counting on it, we don't need this money, we'd like to give it to the church. What, what a wonderful thing. If you need that money, that's what that relief is for. And yet, perhaps that's a way that God would be providing in an unusual or unexpected provision from him. Let me share some stories that have been shared with me from the past. All of these, I've been given permission. I'm not going to tell you who it was. They were all in this church, but they gave me permission to share this because they want God to get the glory. Uh, one man shared that uh, uh, one year that we had presented our faith mission giving teaching, and he and his wife were on their way home. They were talking about how much we should give uh, this next year. They came up with a figure. That was on Sunday. On Monday, he got notice in the mail that his retirement benefits were to be increased, and it was almost that same amount that God had provided. He had to come tell me about it because of how God had done it, and done it so quickly. It doesn't always work that way. But there are times it does. This fall, Connie and I received a letter with a check attached. Uh, it was from our elect electric co-op that we were members of. It's how we got our electricity when we were over in Atlanta. It's more than 15 years ago. And they had done an audit, and they realized that they had... Uh, had profits those years, and they were doling them out. This is the second year in a row that we've, we've gotten that. We 
didn't expect it the first year or this year. And that check came, and immediately we thanked the Lord, and we put it on our faith mission giving. Now, again, that's not for our glory. I just tell you that because we had made the decision last March that things like that would go into our faith mission giving. Uh, it was clearly to us a way that God was providing. Now, that, was, that wasn't our total giving, but that became a part of it. For some people, another way uh, they come up with those funds are what we might call controlled lifestyle and spending habits. Uh, some choose to, to live more simply in an area of their life, cut back on luxuries, uh, and, and find an income uh, there. Uh, you know, someone might want to say, you know what, I'm going to give up one Starbucks coffee a week. So there's $15 a week right there. <laughs> and give that to the Lord. Uh, one family that uh, I know of, always each year, they would pray to the Lord for an amount, then they would take that amount out of their savings and by faith live the rest of the year. They would go ahead and give it and live the rest of the year by faith that the Lord would replace it if he wanted to. Another way that uh, some people fund their faith mission giving are what we might call creative strategies for creating income. Uh, some might sell something, have garage sales, sell crafts or baked goods, work overtime. Uh, I knew one pastor that uh, would go to garage sales. He would make purchases and, and, you know, pastors, he'd try to get the price way down, you know. And then, then he, would, he would buy it and then he'd go have his own garage sale. And I'm sure jack the prices back up. <laughs> but whatever he made, he, he just enjoyed doing that. Whatever he made, he would give to the Lord for missions. And he just, that was a, a way that he delighted uh, in using some of his time. Um, one of our ladies here knitted hot pads and sold them. One member who, who got paid by the job uh, determined that he would give God the pay from every third job. He reported to me that he had more work than he had ever had that year. It was God providing. I've heard dozens of stories like that, and each one of those has increased my faith as I've seen how creatively God loves to provide for his people. So how does this plan of giving work? Well, there, there are cards out there and you'll receive a card uh, today, and you can you can go ahead and fill that out if you if you prayed and God has given you a number, and you can put it in the collection box on on the way out. Um, that's one way you can do it. Or watch tonight and keep praying about it, and then determine that and bring the card back. Also. Uh, and you can do this today or, or tonight. There's a way you can do it online. It's, uh, it'll be talked about in the video. And you can simply fill that out. 
It's, as you will see on the card and online, it's all anonymous. There's no place for you to put your name. Uh, we don't want your names on there. This is between you and the Lord. But what we do then uh, is we take the total number and then we come up with a mission budget for the year. So that's why those cards are helpful for us, either online or there. But there's one more thing about that. Because there's two ways to give this year, it's very important you only do one or the other. We, because there are no names on them, we don't have a way to compare to know if there are duplicates. So for the sake of us putting together a budget, please only do one or the other. Um, how do I decide how much to promise to give as God provides? Well, again, that's between you and God. And if you're married, your spouse... But here's some principles to help you decide. First of all, pray, pray, and pray. That's where you start. And ask God how much he will provide. And then you're asking the question, how much should I give? Well, I want to suggest that may even be the wrong question. The question should not be how much should I give, but rather how much does God want me to give? Because however much he wants me to give, I'm going to have to depend on him to provide that amount. But you see what that does? That takes the focus off of me and how generous I am, and it puts the focus back on God who says he's the provider. Giving is that we should give as God provides for us, not just what you can spare. So don't ask how much you can afford, but how much you can trust God to provide. He's the one that has the resources, not you. Make your commitment big enough to avoid being influenced by uh, you know, worldly values. It should be an amount that, that you don't have but which you will depend upon God to provide. So begin by examining uh, what would be possible from a human view, and, and then by faith, go beyond that so that you have to trust God to provide. C.S. Lewis, and the quote is there in your outline, said this, I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give, I'm afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. In other words, if our expenditure on comforts, luxuries, amusements, etc., is up to the standard common among those with the same income as our own, we're probably giving away too little. So here's your encouragement from the Lord, uh, from the passage that we were in today. First of all, Remember, this entails an act of worship. It's called in, in verse 18, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. That, that word of fragrant aroma, uh, that harks back to the Old Testament when sacrifices were, were given and they were, uh, when they were given uh, with a heart of adoration of God, God received them and it was to him a fragrant 
offering, if we're devoted to Jesus, if we seek to have the heart of God, his heart is to spread the gospel all over the world. And I believe we'll be devoted to giving to missions as well. But when we give to our missionaries, it it pleases him and it is an act of worship. Further, it requires trust in God. Verse 19, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your needs in all the years Connie and I have been doing faith promise giving. 44 years, God has always provided for our giving, and for us, usually above and beyond in both ways. I've never added up what we've given. I I don't have any way that I possibly could. I know what we've given the last couple of years, several years, and so on. But, uh, But even if I could, it occurred to me that that would be silly to do, because think about it. What the temptation would be to see that amount of money and to think about what I could have done with that money, what I could have bought, what I could have invested in with that money. But the other reason that would be completely silly to do is because I'm convinced that we never would have had that money. That was money we said, God, if you provide it, we will give it. And I don't believe he would have just given it to us if we hadn't first committed it back to him. I hope this encourages you. This should not be a burden on you to hear this message. Because it's not up to you, but it's up to God to provide. If he doesn't provide... Don't give faith mission giving money. That's pretty simple, isn't it? I also feel safe in saying that because he loves to provide when people step out in faith and seek to trust him. Proverbs 11.25, whoever brings blessing will be enriched and one who waters will himself be watered. Some people worry, well, as a church, think of all we could do with, with that money. If we, if we kept it here, our community has so many needs. It does. And we seek to address those in every way possible with our ministries. But I am convinced that the church that makes mission and global giving, the advancement of the gospel, not just in their neighborhood, but throughout the world, the church that makes that a priority, God is going to provide for. And he has done that for us. Year after year, I have no doubt he will continue to do that. So finally, I want to encourage every member of every age to fill out a card even if you've never done it before in the outline you see the question 
The question is, can I trust God to provide as I give to the advancement of his kingdom? There's a yes or no. You don't have to circle it. Can I trust him if that's what he wants to take place? And then the question is, how much will we trust him for over and above our tithe? I don't care if it starts with a dollar a month, if that's all you can trust him for. $12 for the year. Do you have faith? Would that stretch your faith that God can come up with that amount for you this year? If that's a stretch for your faith, then put it down and see what God does to provide. I believe you'll see that whatever he leads you to give, he'll provide and your faith will grow when he provides it and you give it. Let's bow together. Lord, will you help each one who has heard this to have a right perspective? That this, isn't, this isn't even about our generosity. It's about your generosity. It's about your supply, about your promises, about your desire to establish and advance your kingdom right here in our hearts, in our community, in our country, and around the world. So, Lord, will you give us a, a, a vision and a heart that reflects yours? And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.